0: In this episode, we're having a one-word conversation with students. They all get one, but what do students think about the syllabus? The goal of this podcast is to place students and faculty into dialogue with each other over the issues that impact teaching and learning in community college. We want student and faculty voices to be authentic and raw.
1: Yes, we're Generation Z! Like, come through!
0: We want to hear how faculty are actually teaching and how students are actually learning.
2: How confident are we all in that we are teaching the way students learn.
3: We want to hear what resources are currently available
0: and what needs are still Not being met. I want
4: like full campus exposure, not like, like, ah, you gotta club, you know what
0: I mean? We want to engage the topics that make us salty.
4: Oh, canvas!
0: That make us hopeful. Uprise and Mecha and Puente. And that make us educators. Through these discussions, we won't arrive at decisions or solutions. Rather, we hope to provide space for a range of perspectives weighing values and outcomes. When students talk about what has made them successful, is always those personal connections they have with the faculty.
3: A space where teaching and learning meet. Dangerous topics need a safe space. This is a podcast brave enough. Dumb enough?
0: Um, empathetic.
3: Yes. This is a podcast with empathy enough to create a safe space for dangerous topics.
0: Now we're going to turn things over to hear what the students think about the same topic we talked about last time, which was syllabi.
3: Right. And if you want to go back and hear the faculty conversation on the syllabus, then you could go back and listen to episode one of the Safe Topics podcast.
0: Yeah. Before we get going, we wanted to take just a quick second to uh, interrogate. To
3: kind of explain, to the best of our knowledge, <laughs> what we mean with our tagline, which is dangerous topics need a safe space. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so on the one hand, the dangerous part, we want these conversations to be really Unscripted, reactionary to an extent, and and when you talk to to students about a syllabus, you get those that that response, right? Yeah, and same thing with
3: the faculty, That's right. right? And and we want them to feel free to say what they want to say, you know, and they also get the right to edit. What we produce here, right. we give the file to them and give them about a week, and then they can decide if they want something taken out. So just to have total transparency here, that's happening. But you know, some of these topics may not seem dangerous, like the syllabus, right. and we may get into some that feel more dangerous at some point. Yeah, uh, but you know it It can turn a little dangerous because we're we're talking about these things that we do that we don't always have a long conversation about, and maybe maybe we need to.
0: That's right. That's right. And so I think the safe part of that expression is that Sean and I were committed to this podcast edifying those of us who listen to it, faculty, students thinking about teaching and learning. And we don't want what's said here to be divisive to the extent that um, um, we're calling out people. So this is why in the room, it's a safe space when you're here and you get on our podcast to go wherever you like, um, but that there is an editorial process where we make sure what is shared with the community uh, 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 is edifying.
3: Right. And when you get people together and it's unscripted, it, it it could get a little dangerous. That's right. That's so, right. Cool. Here we go. We hope you enjoy. So we started this semester this week, and I'm sure all of you got some syllabi from the classes that you're in. Um, and if you could just give us some of your general thoughts on the syllabus, we can start there.
2: Yeah, I think I got about three different syllabi this week, and obviously they were before the class even started. So. I guess being able to um, look at them and get kind of a feel for the class before the class even starts. You know, some of my classes, my biotech classes, I got the syllabus like three days before. So being able to look over the schedule and being able to even just plan out what that first assignment is gonna be, totally helpful.
4: So Susie and I presented on decolonizing your syllabus to faculty last week. I got one specific um, syllabus yesterday. I was mind blown. I mean, there's just no resources on there. Um, the language that's used, um, just what she's what they say about um, absolutely no late work. It was just very, um, there's no welcome message. There's nothing about the professor. There, it just goes straight into the material and it was just not welcoming at all.
3: Is that important that it's welcoming?
5: Yeah. Um, well, what I've noticed, so I'm a transfer student from Miracosta, so I'm at Cal State now. We just started off also and i got three syllabus syllabi and um the thing what i noticed between like community college level from here and the cal state is that it's very forward a lot of those syllabus are just like no welcomes just like this is what we're doing what i've noticed is the only classes that do have the welcome is like the wgss uh, department that's women gender and sexuality studies mm-hmm. department they are very inclusive but like i feel like it is the importance of the welcome is just kind of like includes the student like rather than just like a teacher student level it's kind of like okay like we're all in this together we're doing this class together like welcome guys like this is welcome everybody this is the class that we're doing together this is what's gonna happen And like kind of like
6: unpacks it before you start unpacking you know
0: yeah.
6: thanks Andre mm-hmm. so uh I just actually came from two classes with the same teacher and she teaches at uh, universities in more northern southern California and everything is extremely structured, extremely organized, you know, having just basically being handed the packet and looking at it. I didn't feel overwhelmed. I felt welcomed. I felt like I knew exactly how to get in touch with her if I needed to or, you know, if I had a question, what I could easily find on the page. I did start an online class yesterday looking at the um, online syllabus. It wasn't necessarily structured how... I guess you would think a normal syllabus is. It was kind of just like a page on canvas. Still very welcoming. Everything was organized, but it was just, it was different seeing how she had structured that as opposed to previous classes where everything is extremely organized, like via a PDF or something else.
2: Yeah, I think that was, um, that's kind of what I noticed about the science classes, because I'm doing a bunch of science classes, and, um, taking English. The all, the all by that, it's super welcoming. I really like the whole personal part, too, saying how he was a Miracosta student also, and that he gets it, pretty much. That's exactly what I understood. And, like, this morning, I was, like, ten minutes late to class because College Boulevard was so backed up. And I remember reading that syllabus part where he said... If anything happens, like, email me, like, we'll figure it out, like, I get it, pretty much, and, you know, when I was going, I was, like, stuck in traffic, and I was, like, it was, like, 8.58, and I was, like, dude, there's no way I'm getting a class at 9 o'clock, and I was thinking of emailing him, and I should have, but, I mean, it's fine, and I figured he'd get it, like, he knows the parking situation, it's the first week, I mean, it ended up being fine, but something like, like a biotech class that, that I just got the syllabus for, um, and seeing how it's straightforward, because I guess you kind of know what you're getting into if you're taking a class like that, just like how straightforward it is, like be prepared to come for all four hours of class, lab, and lecture. Like you get a thirty-minute break in between and that. You know, there's a schedule on the syllabus, and that's and it's super straightforward. You know, uh, the only way I know the professor is through the um, grade my professor, and you know that's it. But if I, I feel like with something like like, and I was just and I was late to you know English uh, or whatever it was, and I already see that personal message on the syllabus, that it's already a lot more comforting knowing that you know hopefully there won't be consequences, and I doubt. You know, even if I do miss something, it's super easy to catch up with, and it's easy to ask questions, and I don't have to feel scared walking into that class and being embarrassed in front of everyone, sort of thing. Thanks, sure. Sam. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. So, what do you uh, want to see in a syllabus? And when you first get it, what are, what are you looking for? What What are things that you go right to? You know, in terms of the schedule and these policies. Well, I.
1: Oh no, you. Got... Okay.
3: Well, um I guess like a thing that I like seeing in a syllabus is
5: like clarity. So it's just like if you like. Don't come to class. What happens? What are the repercussions about coming to class, or a late assignment, or like what um, what certain assignments are worth? I feel like that clarity is like what I really look for in a syllabus, and it's really useful. So you don't have to keep on emailing the teacher because I know teachers don't like billions of emails. Like it's like oh, it's right on the syllabus, you know. So I feel like that clarity on a syllabus like takes away that whole huge um, that question that like, emailing the professor.
3: Susie, did you want to add something?
1: I thought it was really interesting how you were talking about like how the science classes or like STEM related classes or like how they're more straightforward with their syllabi and I remember this morning, so we have um, bio together, and so we were, like, really intimidated for bio. We're like, oh, no, like, we just have to take this class, and it's going to be horrible, and then I was reading the syllabus, like, before class started, and I was, like, really overwhelmed because I just saw, like, a whole bunch of assignments and, like, a whole bunch of, like, points um, assigned to each assignment and, like, the breakdown and then, like, the whole, like, detailed, like, field trips and, like, other things, and I was like, oh, great, like, why my life at this point, spring semester, <laughs> like, hello and then we went into class and I was expecting like to learn about like to learn about the syllabus within the class and like to go over it together and then um, we did like this icebreaker instead and then she a professor um she went over like her life which was like really cool because like she showed us like more about her and I was like oh my gosh and then she's so funny I remember at the end I was like kind of confused on like what happened to the syllabus part. But she's like, oh, yeah, we'll go over the syllabus on Monday when we have more time. And then if you have any questions, we can answer those then. And I was like, wow, taking a whole day, like a whole class, like, you know, to, like, ease students in, especially, like, when it's, like, a STEM-related class, like, that a lot of students, like us specifically, like, how we were so intimidated by it, we're like, oh, my gosh, it actually gives us hope. Like, so excited about, like, the whales. We, like, yeah. yeah. like,
4: we want to be marine <laughs> biologists. <laughs> (laughs) Like, forget sociology. We're going to be marine biology. I know. Exactly. How inspired she was and and motivated.
0: Would that frustrate anyone, though, to walk into a class and not get, here's what we're doing, here are the points, here's the plan, here's the schedule? Uh, I mean, is that a risk that a teacher is taking? mm, So if we don't get that, if we don't get like like, if, an introduction.
2: Like if it's like just straight into class, like you read, like, oh, you're, like yeah. the teacher's like, oh, like you read the syllabus, like you know exactly what's going to happen, and then they just like, oh yeah, I, read I've, a lecture or something. I've had
5: classes like that yeah. before, and it's, it's just like, whoa, okay, hold on, like a second, <laughs> it's like not if they, they just assume that everyone took a look at the syllabus, like okay, you guys looked at the syllabus, like I gave you all time, like I posted like two weeks before school started, so they just assume that everyone looked at it, literally like, didn't go to the syllabus at all, so like, we had questions like, oh, on the syllabus. On the syllabus, like, okay, like, how, how are we supposed to know that? And it just it is kind of annoying. I kind of like how professors do take that day. I know there's some um, students are like, okay, like, we don't need to listen to the whole syllabus. But actually, you really do. Because then, like, mm-hmm. that's where, like, because those students that say that they don't want to hear the syllabus, those are the ones that are asking those questions over and over
6: that are on the syllabus. And even though they went over it. Yeah. Personally, I think it, it's great to get to spend time going over the syllabus There are times where I'm just kind of like, uh, like, let's just speed this along a little bit. But at two weeks in, then I'm a lot happier having known the information and stopped, took the time, went over it, got on the same page as a whole class, teacher, student, and then you didn't have people like constantly raising their hands going like, Hey, when is spring break? And then it's like, well, it's on the syllabus. One thing I like to add to that is like, there's a difference from just reading the
5: syllabus and actually interacting with the syllabus. There's a oh, huge absolutely. difference. Yeah, because I've had professors where they just read the syllabus and you don't retain anything because they're just reading it. And you're like, okay, like, oh, yeah, now we're going to this section, this section. But it's like, if you're actually interacting with the syllabus, like m- somehow making the syllabus interactive, that's what like sticks to it's Like, oh, okay, this, like, oh, that was funny. Like, I'll remember that part of the syllabus. But you're just like reading it, just the points like, oh, yeah, this, this. And then like, okay, let's start then that's like a little different. You have to actually like take time and break down the syllabus. Email etiquette. Everybody don't email me like, hey, what's up dude? Like, uh, you know, like using <laughs> funny examples like that. So like give me like a funny example, like, oh yeah, don't email me like this.
1: Like another example that I've seen a professor interact with the syllabus. So there's like groups like within the class and then he would assign like a different, a different component of the syllabus to a group and then they would like present on it like to the rest of the class. I mean, I really like presenting like, or I don't like it, but I think it's fun. So I guess I do like it, but, um, oh, it's, it's like more engaging as opposed to like a professor, like reading off the syllabus, like how Andre was saying. Oh, I remember some students did like skits and I was like, wow, like so creative.
2: A lot of the syllabi that I read, I mean, I think this is with all classes and it's just something that kind of everyone has to get over. Um, It's just like having like the class look super front loaded and getting super freaked out because a lot of the classes, the schedule there's a schedule like attached for all the homework and uh in class and everything is all planned out already but seeing it seeing all 16 weeks are like you know you see 32 different classes and it you're just like dude like how am I going to do this or like um you know you see oh there's going to be four 1500 word um, essays and it's just like right in your face like that and it's like it's like how am I going to get through this like is this really what I want to do like is this class I can really take like if there's even a way to kind of get past that like from a professor's standpoint, I I don't know if there is or not just like kinda easing everyone into the class and not being all freaked out about it about front loading it.
5: Something I like that, add on to that. There are some professors I've had that like I give the ease into it rather than just saying like okay, you have this like boom, this page paper due like this day. Like mm-hmm. I like how like the I like certain days like, okay, we'll rough draft it right here, like yeah. kinda gives like it breaks yeah, down those essays, exactly. So it's just like it doesn't make it look too big. It kinda looks at school but still that big project. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Because it's easy to get through it. Yeah, because you you're just like, like okay, steps. I just have to work yeah. on
5: this like, this rough draft is due that day. Mm-hmm. This, like, more rough draft is due this day than the finals is this mm-hmm. day. So it's like, it kind of gives you, like, spacing and time. So it's just like, okay, like, this big paper is not that bad. Because it's just a collective of, like, what we were doing the past weeks.
0: Okay. Mm. Well, it sounds like that was the the payoff of your first class in biology you got the why. Like, why we're studying this is, she's super passionate, whales are awesome. Yeah, yeah,
4: mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we're sociology majors, and so stepping into, you know, a STEM class, it is intimidating, so starting off the first day, and, and she even she even went into telling us, like, you know, you take one more class, this is the kind of job you can get. You get a BA, mm-hmm. this is the kind of job you can get. You get a master's, you get a, you know, mm-hmm. so she's like, you can start at any level. And, um, so I think I walked out of the class, like, feeling like she's approaching. Mm-hmm. Like she's somebody yeah. that I can communicate mm-hmm. with and not be intimidated by and so that now I feel set for the rest mm-hmm. of the semester
1: Yeah, oh my gosh, and then she also talked about like grad school and so mm-hmm. like ugh, At the point that I'm at I know that graduate school like I just have to go because like to live You know like to be able to sustain myself, but she like I'd never seen a professor talk about like graduate school like on the first day um, like her though and so, um, she talked about, like, funding for graduate school. And, like, specifically, like, PhD programs and, like, how there's, like, stipends. But, like, how you can also get, like, fellowships. And she's like, yeah, like, you, like it's expensive. Like, they tell you it's expensive. But there's, like, money out there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, yes. Like, she's not necessarily talking about, like, sociology. But she's talking about, like, marine biology. And, um, but it's still, like, motivating. Especially, like, as a first-gen student. So, it's like, there's hope once again. Okay, it... Something that irritates me about syllabi are that, like, that they have to be updated. Like, usually they have to be updated because, like, um, things get postponed, and then, like, the deadlines change, and then, like, they tell, like, they announce to the class, but then, like, some of us don't hear, like, specifically me, because I'm usually talking, they're, like, laughing, and so then I'm like, wait, what just happened? And then everyone's like, I don't know, like, you were saying something, and I was like, great, oh, no. we're all lost <laughs> now. And so, um... <laughs> And then something that um, I was talking to my previous professor and she was saying that she has hers like on a dock. On a Google Doc that she can always edit. And I was like, that is genius. Like, yes, we're Generation Z. Like, come through. You know? Like, you can just update it that way and it's, like, still available, like, through Canvas.
5: Yeah, I, I like the cool thing. I think it was her syllabus, too, was, like, it says, like, it's tentative. So it's, like, it's, mm. it's like, it's gonna change. And I like how, like, she did that because now my professor's, like, they might say it later, like, oh, like, oops, like, I didn't, I didn't need to change that. Like, mm. usually a lot of professors, like, because things do change, things are not always on schedule. So I like how she kind of mentions in in her syllabus, like, okay, this is like, this is going to change. This is not like a set schedule. So like to solve that problem, you can say, I'll email out updates for the syllabus. So, you know, like, okay, I'm going to look at my front email to make sure this is still the same or not. And I think that that's really cool. Giving like students a heads up, like, okay, this is not a set schedule. Things are destined to change. So I'll, and then it says like, okay, she's going to email us or he's going to email us when uh, there's going to be a change in the syllabus.
0: Yeah, and what I hear there, too, is if the professor says the schedule is going to be flexible, then maybe the medium of the syllabus itself should be interactive and flexible also. Like, in other words, printing things out at the beginning of the semester and handing you a schedule, and that's what you rely on, is different than if this is a Google Doc. So just you can always check this Google Doc because it'll always be updated, right? So... Can we follow up with this? Because I'm curious myself. So uh, we talked about the syllabus at the beginning of the semester and how useful it is as an introductory introduction, introduction to the class, welcome message, how organized it's going to be. And then now we're starting to talk about the syllabus later in the semester. Joe, do you have thoughts about like how useful is the syllabus later? How often do you often come back you all to look it? At it yeah. Yeah. I know, um,
4: like just from talking to other classmates, I know a lot of people don't look at the syllabus, but. I'm a Virgo. I just have to put that out there. Even on the book. So I have to, like, I look at my syllabus every day. I, like, have it out with me in my class. I'm crossing, you know, assignments off. So, like, throughout the entire semester, I am using the this the syllab the syllabize the entire semester. But I like I said I know from a lot of people that I talk to, you know, they get it the first day, throw it in their folder and and that's oh. it.
5: So See, I, a good solution that a professor here actually did was uh, I like how she stresses the importance of the syllabus. Like, okay, we're gonna be following the syllabus. Like it's good to have this printed out and like follow it. And it's mm-hmm. kinda it's kinda cool like she like in the beginning of class, if something did change, she would say, Okay, this is changing. Like everyone write it down. Mm-hmm. Change it right now. So it was kinda like Show the importance. I feel like a lot of professors don't stress that importance. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like, like how she did, she's like, okay, you should print this out. Like, this is something you should print out. And she would, like, even highlight that in the beginning of the class. She's probably, like, the only professor that probably has done that. Like, has, like, really, like, said, like, 10 minutes or five minutes ahead of the, for the beginning of the class. And I was like, okay, this is changing. And she would make sure that everyone's, like, changing it, you know, and everyone would have, like, it in their folder. Like, okay, everyone whip out their syllabus, cross out this date, it's gonna be this date instead.
4: I only had one professor do that as well. She said um, she would also do the, okay, like, we're highlighting this. This, yeah. This is the homework, homework yeah. And
5: know. then she would show it up on yeah, the projector, just, yeah. 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 So it was cool that, like, even if you don't have it out, you could see it, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, compensating for, like, okay, not every student. Even if she stressed the importance of it, still students are yeah. not going to do it. Um, so, like, it's cool
6: that put up there, like, hey, this is changing. There were only two times where I think I had to do that personally just because of Mm -hmm. how the class wound up from where we started and one I would just go in and every day I would cross it off and I was like okay well we didn't get to that yet and that's subject to change and you know and just like keeping on track like we got there today there was one class where we went over the syllabus and then something happened with the teacher and like the whole thing just kind of fell apart for the rest of the semester so he was like constantly sending out updated syllabuses Mm -hmm. or syllab Bye. S- syllabi, syllabi throughout the rest of the semester. So that was like really helpful, but you know, at the same time, it was kind of like yeah, confusing. Yeah, it was a yeah. little confusing because nah. then it's like, what draft yeah, do I have I had, at this uh, point? Yeah, you know, I had the, I had a a professor here from
5: the beginning but he, and then he's like oh yeah that's sybil- syllabus is totally wrong so he sent out another one he's like oh that's totally wrong too <laughs> so I was just like confused I'm like okay what are we on Like so he would just keep on saying e- I mean it was cool that he was keeping us updated. like okay this is what's going on this is what's going on but it's also like confusing at the same time because if you didn't have that class or because students don't check their email all the time yeah. so it's kind of confusing if you do have that like, that first draft that he said was completely wrong if you're following that you're like and then yeah, you come in, he's
6: like, oh yeah, this is due. Like, oh, on the syllabus, and then say like, oh, I sent on email. So it's kind of confusing. And this might have been like back when we were still using Blackboard and yeah. Canvas, and that was even more difficult.
5: Oh, to kind Blackboard of, like, is yeah. That find would stuff Navigate through that. You know.
2: Yeah. And I guess at that point, it's like who who is it on? If you know a due date is missed or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's like is the professor, oh, I sent out you know I yeah, you out another get, email, yeah, and it's yeah. like, dude, like you know, how is this my fault that? You, you know, you sent out the wrong syllabus a couple times, and it's yeah. like, you know,
1: which one am I supposed to follow, oh. and, you know. mm-hmm. So my sister, or my sisters, they're also taking, um, classes, but one of my sisters was telling me that she had this math class, and her professor, um, told her to, like, to buy this book, and she got the book, and it was, like, the wrong book. Like, on the first day, on the first day, the professor was like, oh yeah, the book that I was, on, the book that was on the syllabus, it's wrong. It's, like, this other book that it was, like, (laughs) I mean, I laugh because I know, like, I would be so frustrated at that, but, um, it is really inconvenient, especially because a lot of students rent the books, so, like, to return it and then to have it again, Mm -hmm. and then, like, that whole process of, like, shipping and, like, Mm
4: -hmm.
1: um, I guess exporting or... (laughs) Oh, wait, no, shipping? Is it still shipping? Yeah. Okay, shipping. Like, shipping and (laughs) receiving. Oh, y'all finally got it? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: everything you said was right right. yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah you're questioning yourself
1: (laughs) um but like shipping and then getting it and then she didn't even end up getting the book and then Mm -hmm. she like um withdrew from the class because she didn't find like it was like really inconvenient for her to Mm -hmm. like to take all that time um but especially like like how does a professor not know like what book they need like for that class you know um
5: there's actually it's funny that like, this connects to actually a class I had just had yesterday. Um, and so she actually she put the wrong book on the syllabus also, and she like, totally gets it. She's like, let me know if like, you guys bought the book already, or all y'all bought the book already. I could find out for reimbursement from the library. Like she was like super compensating for it, so you don't have to worry about like sending it and like getting that book. So she was very like compensating for it, like her mistake. And I feel like if professors do that, I feel like they
1: yeah.
2: kind
5: of need or they should do something like that. Yeah. yeah,
2: just like even taking that like extra step. Yeah, it's extra step because so, so they knew yeah. that they
5: took a step behind, so they
3: had to yeah. find how they. Like overcome that step, you know, keep moving forward. I I got a question for y'all. So, does how the syllabus looks oh, like how it, it looks does does that matter to you? Yeah. And what does that communicate to you, if any? I I
5: was actually gonna touch on that. It was I like you know I actually like pictures. Like it's when it's just words yeah. wordy, it's just like you know I don't even really want to look at that. Yeah. There's like some little fun picture or something that's like okay like, pull my eyes to something you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like the words are not too small. It's like nice font like nice big font yeah. like for us like even though i, I could read like small fonts just like big bigger font just like more appeasing because this looks like like okay these are important like the small ones just like pass that you know pass it up like you know like the little words that they have on the side you just don't really look at that you look at more of the bold stuff because you're like okay those are important until like the presser's like oh no those little things yeah you should look at that too um but so i think like point a picture of the presser themselves point a face to like the syllabus is. Is like well, very welcoming because you're like you know you feel confident, comfortable. Like okay, this is my syllabus. I think having like a cool little fun picture, like it's like a STEM subject. You know, having like a little like science thing. It's like marine biology, having like where it we um, <laughs> yes our professor yeah.
1: had memes we were just yeah. like yes yeah. see, this ed, 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 like
5: making it very relatable to the students i feel like those memes those like little like mm-hmm. funny little things like keep saying like okay this is like a fun little syllabus i would want to refer back to like a look at this it's not just like a plain like boring document that i'm just looking at mm-hmm. like referencing it. you know because no one really wants looks like like you know when you like go to work and stuff like you see those like employee manuals there's no pictures on that it's just like yeah. oh this is the conduct that you should be looking at and then people are like They say they read it, but they don't actually read it because they they don't want to read that. So they want something a little more like fun and like you know you could add those memes in there. That that's funny because a lot of people connect to those.
4: Mm -hmm. I um one of my or actually this is the first semester, but a couple of my professors gave us the the on colored paper. So Mm -hmm. one of them was like purple, another one was pink. Mm -hmm. Um, so I thought that was really cool. But yeah, I think like the pictures that was just i love aesthetics and so hers is just it looks great it has a picture of her it has a little bio about her in the front and then you just start getting into the deeper stuff after that and i think it was in yeah, had like a he little had, cartoon yeah he had he like
5: cartoonized this this was yeah. really nice like each key point or like like resource had like a picture mm-hmm. to it so like you know like say he was referencing service learning he would have like a picture like service learning like yeah. a little flyer or something you know like kind of put visuals to like things because so, you know people a lot of people are like, visual learners so they like putting pictures of things so like when he's like talking about uh, like something as simple as a uh, food pantry he puts like little food next yeah. to it and you're like oh okay because some, pe- some people just like graze over the food pantry mm-hmm. you're, like oh that's boring but it's like oh food pantry and like a little fun little food picture or something it's like oh wait yeah. this is actually something mm-hmm. it's really weird how like a visual could like change that yeah grab your eye more than words, yeah.
1: I would agree. Um, I'm a Cancer, so... Well, like, Cancer, zodiac sign. Like, not, not the this. Ziz- right, Ziz- yeah. Ziz- <laughs> Ziz- Let's just clarify yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. But, um... So, I like aesthetics. I like how it's, like, in a magazine-like style. And then how it has columns, like, just brings so much satisfaction, like, to my inner self. Uh-oh. Because it, like, <laughs> it just... Like, it, it brings me so much peace. And then, uh-huh. um... Like, in regards, like, to the resource and that it like doesn't seem cluttery, mm-hmm. and then um... and the cool thing
5: that she does is she adds a notes page oh yeah that's yes, pretty she cool does. that she, like, you could like she write does. on because like yeah, a lot of syllabus true. it doesn't leave really any room to like mm-hmm. write on it you know it's just all yeah. their stuff mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool that she leaves like okay here's a notes page you could mm-hmm. write on the syllabus you know because a lot of people that's do right. write on the syllabus mm-hmm. but it's like gets all like bundled up because you have to, like write in the little like margins mm-hmm. so it's cool that she leaves a whole notes page so if like the calendar were to change you could write it yourself manually and it was on the notes page.
4: Yeah. I think the syllabus that we got today, um, the professor included like a time management sheet. That's, oh,
1: yeah, that's she so cool. we did. Too. And that was really cool. Yeah. And
4: she also had like a little section, um, like on
1: um, because it's also accessible through Canvas and through Canvas she has like a link to like strategies on how to succeed in this course. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Wow, like a professor caring, like yeah. um and then a cool show
6: with yeah. with the, oh, yeah. how it looks. Um I think it's very important. I think <laughs> I, I'm a visual learner, so I think uh, pictures help for sure. On, on top of that, making sure you have syllabi to hand out that looks presentable. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've had a class where I, I printed out a copy and then I came to class, but he didn't print any copies to hand out, so he kind of just put it up on the board, and then was just kind of pointing, and then kind of went through it, and he was very laissez-faire about it, so then I was kind of like, whatever. You know, you but then that's the same, the same class yeah. where I'm just, like, scratching off the days till,
4: yeah. mm. you know.
6: So, but <laughs> I think like, presentation on the page and putting specific things on there that are going to catch your eye are really important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, even one of the syllab- syllabuses I had to... S-
2: whatever. Syllab- I, yeah. I, yes.
6: Yeah. So, <laughs> it, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> it's a form
1: of decolonization. I, th- yeah, it uh, certainly it is.
6: Yeah. My teacher had us, had, she gave out these... Um, because it was a dance class, she had us sign these forms where it was like, you know, health, anything I need to know about beforehand, I'm going to shred them at the end of the semester. And as a way, uh, because we would sign them and date them, and that was a way at the bottom that we understand what we went over through the syllabus and then what we are going to continue to look at through the syllabus. Mm -hmm. That was a really cool experience on top of the fact that everything is already Mm -hmm. super organized, laid out on the page right there. Things are underlined, bolded, that really helps. Mm. She doesn't put any pictures in, but it helps that there are like things that specifically pop out, mm-hmm. instead of it all just being, like, mm-hmm. so through the paragraphs and then yeah. <coughs> paragraphs. Of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam,
3: yeah
2: um, I think it's kind of the same thing. Um, maybe, like, if it's colorful, that helps. Pictures. The class is totally themed uh, towards, like, technology and everything, and you really get that. And I think it's cool. Um, gives you a feel for the class, a little more personable, Definitely. And then so with some of my other ones, like communications last semester, that was a great class. And the syllabus, having the schedule at the bottom, just like all the different assignments that are all organized, having having them like, I guess it was just like alternating colors, which was, you know, it was just a way to, I guess, make it look a little better. Mm-hmm. But still, I had no problem going, and there were pictures of there because there was like intercultural communications. But yeah, just being able to go through the syllabus, because I would always look back on a schedule for everything, and it was, I had no problem with it. It wasn't, everything was easy to find. And that's, that schedule part was mm-hmm. totally colored, so it was easy to find. Mm-hmm. if I guess visual markers, too, if you're scrambling to find something, maybe, like, some extra credit thing or some kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say loophole, but I guess something you want to find out about the class, like, visual markers or something that would totally help, bolded words, you mm-hmm. know, as a title page, something like that, for sure. Because, yeah, I mean, syllabi, because it's, like, my second semester here, so, like, all throughout high school, like, because I just graduated in June, like... Mm-hmm. The syllabi we get in the beginning of the class, I just kind of like just toss it it because it's totally like it's like it's like a course description and like that's it. I'm like, dude, like, I don't need like I'm here every day. Yeah, i I (laughs) (laughs) like, thank you for letting me know. um, As we
3: we wrap up here, what is one thing you would like faculty members to know about the syllabus and, and maybe to help them better serve students in the future? Um, and we can start with Melissa.
4: So I think, um, and I, I think you asked this earlier, I think one of the first things that I always look for in a, a syllabus is um, resources and what kind of resources are offered. I think a lot of um, professors just kind of stick to, like, the math learning center, the writing center, um, you know, the very obvious resources, but I think even just not, like, reading the word EOPS and just, I, w- I would then be able to go and look that up and find out what that is. Um, the food pantry, the SJAC, where they uh, offer um, a bunch of resources in there. Um, and even organizations like Uprise, RAFI, ACE programs. And so I think seeing those on there would really make a difference, um, at least for myself, and I would hope for other students also. Mm-hmm.
6: I don't know how it works, but do you guys, like, kind of trade and, like, look at each other's syllabi? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes? Sometimes. Sometimes. It's not, like, a
3: formal practice, but if Mm -hmm. you, you know... I I, I didn't know know if there
6: was, like, a PDF online that, like, when you graduate, there's just, like, what you stick to, but, like, if you... Maybe, like, if you find things that you like that another teacher's doing, and then, like, Maybe asking if you can steal those things and put in yours, yeah. and you know, and then just kind of learning off each other that way. And then because one of the things that we talk about in theater is that like good artists steal, mm. so I think that yeah. could be you know beneficial when trying to <laughs> create a syllabus. That's awesome. Thanks,
2: Joe. I think, uh, I mean, for resources, that's pretty. I think that be that's a pretty good part of it. Um, for classes that need resources, at least I noticed with one of the, syllab- the syllabi the that I just got. For the math that was involved in it, there was a master list of all the YouTube videos showing how to do any of the formulas, any of the things you need for the math. And I was like, that's like, that was the first time I've seen something like that because that's one of the classes I've taken that, that it has a pretty solid resources page that would need it at for people who, you know, who are, who would need something like that. And I was like, that's, that's perfect. You know, that, that's great. Saves a professor maybe, like, you know, a bunch of time. And I think that's a big part of it. And definitely, I guess just the whole theme of, I guess, making the syllabus a little more personal, personable making sure the professor, you're comfortable with the professor, and um, just knowing that they get it. Like, they were a student at one point, too, maybe even not that long ago.
3: That's about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks,
5: Sam. Yeah. Andre? Um, yeah, like, how we touched on it earlier about, like, high school, syllabus in high school, I think what's important is to stress the importance of a syllabus. Because in high school, you get those things, you just toss them in the trash, <laughs> like, right after, because you're there every day. So, like, you feel the same. I remember my first semester here, I just... I was like, oh, syllabus? Put in the backpack, lost my backpack. And never looked at it my first semester here. So, and I, I didn't realize how important. I was, like, I was like, oh, yeah, look at your syllabus. I'm like, I have no clue where that's at. I don't really feel like printing out another one. So, like, usually a lot of people don't are the same way. They don't, like, printing out another one. And so I feel like if you let your students know right off the bat, like, yo, this is, this is important. We're going to be looking at this. We're going to be referring back to this. A lot of, like, listening to your readings or, you know, listening of your assignments are here. Like, this is important. And I feel like a lot of that has to happen, especially with first-year students, because the same thing out of high school, you see a syllabus and you're like, okay, cool. Like I remember these in high school. I don't need them. I did totally fine. <laughs> and but then like and then like halfway the semester you realize like dang, like I don't even know what's due, what's not, and then you're like I don't know how to contact. I don't know what the professor's email is, I don't know his meeting hours. And I feel like just stressing that importance is like, okay like, refer back to the syllabus for if you want to know what my email is, what, where I meet, where my office hours are, what time my office hours are, and helps it clear so you're not, they're not bugging the professor be like, oh, can I meet at this time, can I meet at this time, but, and so you let them know that, oh, it clearly states my syllabus, this is when I'm free. Mm-hmm. That's what helps the professors, too, and not stress, like, like, oh, man, like, why are my students asking me the on my day off to let me come in, you know, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Unless it's something like by appointment on the phone. Yeah, by, but, it but says even by that, appointment. Like, you yeah. kind of have to contact them, Yeah, but, you know, mm-hmm. that's... Given. Like, yeah,
5: unless you like, state by appointment. Exactly. It, it helps alleviate the pressure to like, have set times. And if exactly. the student doesn't have the syllabus, it kind of helps. Because I know some professors get annoyed like, oh, you know, I stayed on my syllabus. Yeah, exactly. And they want me to come in like on a Friday, like, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I would say it's like to be intentional and to be like to make things accessible. And I think like what I mean by that is, so I kind of want to be a professor. So when I think about like syllabi and like being a professor, I'm like students won't even read that thing. They'll probably shred it and burn it because that's what I would do and then but I also think about like me and I'm like wait like I actually read it and like I actually care so like you know there might be that student like within my class and then um like I think like I think about that student and then I'm like what about if that's like the first time like ever on campus mm-hmm. and like they learn about like resource a resource that helps them continue and so I'm um, like being intentional about that and like the layout of it but also being like accessible in regards like to it um you can print like you can like printing them for your Students, but also telling them that like that you can print them for them, like if they need a copy. Because I and I was like, oh wow, like I didn't even accept it, like I didn't even expect another copy, like to be given, like um, like midway through the semester because we had had like revisions on it, and so I thought that was pretty cool. And then I think that was it. Yeah. Thanks,
3: Susie. Cool. Perfect. So it was really great to hear a lot from the students there. You know, they they want. They w- they want a particular type of syllabus. It sounds like yes. uh, they want one that's welcoming. Uh-huh. They want one with resources that are applicable not just to their class, but you know to their experience as a student here at the community college. They want one that's visually appealing, something that says something about the professor as well, and gives them some kind of context for this person they're going to be spending you know 16 weeks with.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I I really would interested in what I heard, the the way the word welcoming was used. Mm -hmm. I felt like for some students, welcoming meant a a, a personal connection. For others, it was being welcomed into an organized system. And that's really kind of what was, right? Um, Everybody kind of, you know, acknowledged that sometimes that process of welcoming is boring. um, But as long as there's a connection, something that gives confidence, I felt like that was like the core of what, what they wanted to be welcomed into.
3: And with this conversation, both with the faculty and with the students, I, I learned
0: something, and what I learned is syllabus is a weird word. It's a really weird word. And I, I think we did a pretty shitty job of, like, <laughs> modeling for the students. Uh, there's a plural form of the word.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> syllabus, syllabi, syllabi. Yeah, syllabo. Syllabo. Yeah,
0: syllibus. Yeah.
3: It's kind of like one of those octopus, octopi, and people are a little unsure. That's right. And I think I was unsure, too, when I first started teaching.
0: I was, too. That (laughs) that goes back to just the discourse, right, and the the, the power inherent in discourse. And when you're in it, you have that power, and when you're out, and we can do a better job of empowering our student guests (laughs) with language.
3: (laughs) And, And it goes to the question of how much do we really know about things that we think we know a lot about? Right. And I think that is one of the purposes of our podcast here is to explore that very question.
0: Absolutely. Um, Some other interesting themes or topics that I I heard emerge was the, the, the reaction to a fixed syllabus, which is sort of presented as this is the class in document form and this is where we're going versus a flexible syllabus, which is presented as this is subject to change and it will change. And I, I what I hear the students saying was it's nice when it's one or the other. There wasn't really mm-hmm. a preference for one or the other. But when those are mixed without like real intentionality, right, on behalf of the teacher, it becomes confusing or frustrated, or frustrating, right?
3: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, starting a class with the syllabus and starting our podcast with the syllabus was really great because... This kind of—these two one-word conversations with the faculty and then with the students— serve as a roadmap for us and okay. how we're going to do this and how we're going to, you know, evolve this podcast moving forward. And I really hope that people get a lot out of both of these conversations because the perspectives are so different. Right. You know, some themes are very similar, but there's just a lot there for us to consider and and to move forward with, especially when we're designing our classes moving forward or taking that role as a student in whatever way that we do,
0: um, knowing what is helpful for other people around us. Right, right, right. Um, I also, when, you know, there was a moment when the students were talking about uh, an experience where the teacher didn't put the right book on the syllabus. Mm -hmm. And the one experience was there was still an expectation that the student go get that book, and that turned into kind of a disaster. Another one where the teacher was very accommodating. And I think both sides of that were well, you know, um, um, the students did a great job talking through those things. But I was responding a little bit as a faculty member like, I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and I know how that happens. It's, I'm teaching, especially when I was a, uh, an associate, right? I had two or three classes at Cal State, a couple classes mm-hmm. here. Flying I was working at another place. And just Cal State started a week after Miracosa started. And it's like trying to keep all those things in line. Um, so I just, I, when that was, you know, when the students brought that up, I thought from a student's perspective, there's a lot that they're assuming about faculty with a syllabus. Like this is, we talked about, it, is it a contract or is it more of a living roadmap document kind of thing? But there's a little bit of that assumption there. It's, you're going to lead me through this semester and I'm expecting this of you. And there's this human side of being a faculty member that I don't think the students see that often. And it's, we are strapped for time and busy and, but we have a responsibility to them, right? To, right.
3: And know. we are beholden to expectations, right, Absolutely. for how these things go. Yeah. And I think that the students are, are really, you know, getting to the questions that they that, that they have about the syllabus in class can be a little difficult sometimes. Yeah. But you see, when you put them in a room and they're talking to each other, there's so much that comes out, right? right? right. And, and, and it just shows us, you know, the teaching and learning side of this is, how can we get that kind of engagement because I think as you know educators that's what we're craving and that's what we want to see in the classroom and to have it you know come out in this podcast and and to see them work together and and talk about these issues and kind of feed off of each other it was it was a really nice thing to see
0: yeah for sure cool yeah right on man
3: well we'll see you next time
0: yeah sounds good all right cool look for episodes coming out soon wherever you download podcasts. Subscribe and find our website at c3.miracosa.edu. We'd like to say thank you to Kelly Barnett for engineering and producing this episode. We'd also like to say thank you to James Garcia for creating the show notes and managing our social media. Thank you for listening to the Safe Topics Podcast.